as a suit standing, I have a mission tonight to do, and I want to share with you a message tonight called the Dreamland. Now, tell your neighbor the Dreamland. Say, understand the supernatural. Say it again, understand the supernatural. Say the Dreamland. Wow, so we're going to have, I want to share with you some few things, and then we're going to see if we're going to have time where I'll be interpreting some people's dreams tonight. All right, so, now here we go. Let's go to the book of Genesis. Genesis. Chapter 40, from verse 1. And we'll read this one when I was still standing until I'm going to stop. And you, you keep on giving the scriptures as a read. And it came to pass after these things that they, battle of the king of Egypt and his baker, had offended their lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was wroth against two of his officers, against the chief of the barbers, and against the chief of the bakers. And he put them in a ward in the house of the captain of the guard, into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he saved them, and they continued a season in ward. And they dreamed a dream, both of them, each man his dream in one night. Each man, according to the interpretation of his dream, the bantra and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison. Somebody said they dreamed a dream. And Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them. And behold, they were sad. And he asked fellow officers, that were with him in the ward of his lord's house, saying, Wherefore look you so sadly today? And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream. Some say, We have dreamed a dream. And there is no interpreter of it. Somebody said, There's no interpreter. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations, do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me them, I pray you. What he means is that, do you not know interpretation comes from God? Now give me back the scripture where I just read now. Right. Now go back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Verse 8. Right. Now uh, give me um, NIV. Now the Bible says in this way, in NIV. All right. We both had dreams. They answered. But there is no one to interpret them. Then Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God. Tell me your dreams. Now, verse 9. All right. How many here they know interpretation comes from God? How many here they know that interpretation comes from God? Now, do you have anybody who dreams here? Yes. All right. Now, I'm talking to the right people then. Yes. Would you really want to know what your dream meant? Yes. Anyone who says, in Hod, in Hod, do you want to know your dream? The meaning of your dream? What about overflow? Do you want to know? Okay. Now, here we go, because that's what God sent him to do tonight. All right, now let's go. Now, the Bible says this way, go continue. So the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dream. He said to him, in my dream, 
I saw a vine in front of me. And on the vine were three branches. As soon as it budded, it blossomed. And its crustus ripened into grapes. Fellow's cup was in my hand. And I took the grapes, squeezed them into Fellow's cup. And put the cup in his hand. This is what it means, Joseph said to him. The three branches are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your position. And you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand, just as you used to do when you were his cup bearer. But when all goes well with you, remember me and show me kindness. Mention me to fellow and get me out of this prison. For I was forcibly carried off from the land of the Hebrews. And even here, I have done nothing to deserve being put in a dungeon. When the chief baker saw that Joseph had given a favorable interpretation, he said to Joseph, I too had a dream. On my head were three baskets of bread. Another guy now. In the top basket were all kinds of baked goods for fellow. But the bears were eating them out of the basket on my head. This is what it means, Joseph said. The three baskets are three days. With the three days, fellow will lift off your head and hang you on a tree. And the bears will eat away your flesh. Now the third day was Fellow's birthday. And he gave a feast for all his officials. He lifted up the heads of Chief Cabrera and the Chief Baker in the presence of his officials. He restored the Chief Cabrera to his position so that he once again put the cup into Fellow's hand. But he hanged the Chief Baker. Just as Joseph had said to them his interpretation. Sit down, everyone. I don't know who is next to be hanged. I don't know who had a dream. I don't know who is next to be released from the prison. Oh, yes. But the Bible puts it this way. And I want you to understand one thing that is very critical here. I'm not just saying this. First of all, I want you to understand what am I doing tonight as a prophet. Why has God allowed me to come here and speak to this message? Anyone here who says, I want, uh, I want interpretation of my dreams? First of all, I'd like you to know, understand how God considers dreams and what are dreams. And this is what I want to share today. Being a prophetic church, it is forbidden for you to take dreams for granted. Because every dream you had or every dream you ever have has a meaning. Someone say the dreamland. Dream now, let me tell you something. The dreamland, there's a place called the dreamland. This is a place where people visit. The moment you sleep, there's a place that even God recognizes. It's called the dreamland. If you don't understand this message today, 
Say the dreamland. So what is this dreamland? There is a place where people go. But trust me, 99% of Christians are being controlled by the devil in their dreamland. And I want you to get this right. Because most of your dreams came to pass. And most of your dreams are about to come to pass. I don't know why you are happy, but some of your dreams are really very bad. What happens? You hear some creatures saying, I had a dream. In my dream, <laughs> I was sleeping with a man. And some will say, I have a spiritual husband. And some will tell you that in my dreams, I was being chased. And some will say, I see people who died a long time ago appearing in my dreams. But trust me, ladies and gentlemen, the devil, he is now controlling the dreams of God's children. And how is he doing that? He is making them forget what they dreamed. And most of you, you can't remember what you dreamed. Because the devil knows once you know your dream, you will know your destiny. Do you know that all big things that ever happen in the Bible that you really admire, they all happen through dreams? No, simple question. Do you know, do you know that big events in the Bible, they were, they were dreams? Let me ask you a question. Can I ask a question? Do you know? Hmm. Solomon. How many of you know the story of Solomon? The story of Solomon. When he asked for wisdom from God. How many of you know the story? Let's check 1 Kings chapter 3. From verse 1, the Bible says, when Solomon, right, Solomon made an alliance with the fellow king of Egypt and married his daughter, he brought her the seed of David until he finished building his palace and the temple of the Lord and the wall around Jerusalem. The people, however, were still sacrificing at the high places. Because a temple had not yet been built for the name of the Lord. Solomon showed his love for the Lord by walking according to the stages of his father David. Except that he offered sacrifices and burned incense on the high places. Solomon showed his love for the Lord. Just very important. By walking according to the statutes of his father David. Except that he offered the sacrifices and burned incense on the high places. Verse 4 then continues. The king went to Gibeon to offer sacrifices 
For that was the most important high place. And Solomon, what is the high place? That's a mountain. When you hear the word high place, that's why until today, men of God like to go to the mountain to pray. The high place. Now, the temple was wanted built. Now, the Bible says, and Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on, the, on that altar. Thousand. Wow. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a what? In a dream. The way you are ignoring your dreams, so funny. But most of you, God is talking to you. <laughs> he appeared during the night in a dream and God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. We don't know how he appeared. Maybe he appeared in the form of a teacher. Maybe in the form of a human being. Maybe in the form of a shepherd. Maybe in the form of a cousin. Maybe, but according to Solomon, it was God. He appeared in a dream in Gibeon. Solomon answered. He is asked, he's asked a question to ask whatever he, he wants. And Solomon answered, You have shown great kindness to your servant. My father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued his great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, O oh Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. But I'm only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people. You have chosen a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a descending heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. Imagine, he only asked for discernment. So God said to him, since you have asked for this and not for long life or for worth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment in administering justice. I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and a discerning heart so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will they ever be. Moreover, I'll give you what you have not asked for, both riches and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk in my ways and obey my status, you and, and commands as David your father did, I'll give you as I'll give you a long life. All right, so in the, in the King James Version, it says, I'll give you long life as your father. Now, and if thou will walk in my words to keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David walked, then I will lengthen thy days. Say, connect. I'll lengthen thy days. If you only follow my statues 
I will lengthen your days. And he says, and Solomon awoke. He what? Meaning what? What was he doing? He was what? He was dreaming. So he awoke. Awoke from what? And he came to Jerusalem and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord and offered up burnt offerings and offered peace offerings and made a feast to all his servants. This is what I'm talking about. Are you understanding this, you? Are you hearing this? Very important. You see, this man has a dream. In a dream, he meets a person and to him, he regards the person as God in a dream. And, and, and God says in his dream, you'll be rich. you have honor. True to the word of the dream, years later, queen from Ethiopia, Sheba, goes there and says, oh my God. And she's a queen too. She, she goes there with a lot of money, according to the Bible says, with a lot of money to go and give gifts to Solomon. She came back with her money. Instead, it's her who went back with more money. So you want to give me? Let me show you. Solomon took her. Let me show you my money. Do you know Solomon reached a level where he even made, he took God, you know God, and he made shoots, big shoots of God, and 300 cages each, and took with them and threw them in a bush just for control. Yet you, even on your ring, there is nothing like God or nothing. But all these things happen through what? A dream. Only if you could have also listened to the dream and discerned the dream. By now, you could be living in a morning side. I'm, I'm talking to somebody right now. Talking about your, your dreams, though. This man had dreams and nobody interpreted the dreams until they met Joseph. Joseph said, oh, your dream. You, your dream means this and you, it also means this. Understand this is very important. It is very important. All the wisdom of someone we hear today happened in a dream. Ask him, what did you dream last night? How many are remembering what they dreamed last night? How many says I can't remember what I dreamed last night? Can I your hands up? Those who really have to deliver them, can, I re can they raise up their hands? <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you know there was, okay, and, and this is the most interesting thing. When a God wants to give a dream to a person, he doesn't consider whether you're holy, whether you're righteous, whether you're as a child or not, he may warn everyone in a dream. The only thing allowed for everyone that God can speak to is dreams. That's why in Numbers 12, God said, if there's a prophet among you, I speak to them in dreams, but not with Moses. So dreams can be spoken to everyone. Remember, when you check in the book of Genesis um, 41, you find out that Pharaoh had a dream 
Pharaoh was an idol worshiper. He wasn't a child of God. He is the one who had put Joseph in a prison, but he had a dream. In the dream, he saw what? He saw animals coming from the Nile River. And some were fat and some were thin. And imagine Pharaoh was carrying a strong message for the whole land of Egypt. His dream saved the whole country. When Joseph made an interpretation for the Pharaoh's dream, the whole country was saved. And the Pharaoh was the prophet. He wasn't a child of God, but he was carrying a dream to save the whole nation. Do you even dream at all? I want to interpret some dreams, maybe tonight. One interpretation made one man walk out of prison. One interpretation. One man walked out of prison. I wish it was you. One interpretation. And most of you have got dreams that God spoke to you to save your whole family. You don't even understand. Just took your dream and threw it away. In a prophetic church, you don't take dreams for granted. Any dream you dream, you write it down. I know you're so lazy that you can't even write a dream down. But if you're in a prophetic church, why are you in a prophetic ministry if you're not prophetic? Ask your mother a question. Why are you in a prophetic ministry if you are not even prophetic yourself? Tell them, if you're not prophetic, go back to a church. If you don't write your dreams, go back to. Say not here. Say here we are prophetic. Your dream has so much meaning. Do you understand that even, you know God, God the way God is. Jesus is to be born. Do you know Joseph almost broke up with Mary? God saved a relationship through what? He appeared to Joseph in a dream. The way your relationship breaks, because you're not serious with your dreams. Marriages are breaking because... You see, <laughs> oh my goodness. Do you know what God is in your dreams? As God as big he is, he never appeared to Joseph face to face. Jesus Christ never died when he was young. He was saved because of what? Of a dream. God appeared to Joseph and said, run away with your child in a dream. How many have died because of the negligence of your dreams? What could have happened if Joseph could say, I think it's just a dream. Jesus could die at the age of one day. Many people have died, lost lives because of negligence. So dreams 
Dreams saved a relationship of Joseph. So dreams can save your relationship. Dream can save a person's life. Jesus was saved. Dreams can make someone who is bound get released. Like that man who Joseph helped. Dreams can make a person know a danger ahead. Like the man who was told in three days he would be killed. And the man never prayed. He took it light. He was like, oh, okay. And until he was killed. But there was a warning. There is death ahead of you. Dreams can unlock the whole nation like Pharaoh. The whole country was saved because of the interpretation that Joseph made on the dream of Pharaoh. Now, if Jesus Christ was saved by a dream, who are you? That you feel so bossy like me, I want, I want to hear God. Hallelujah. Eh? I'm praying. I want to, I want, I want, you know, I want to hear God. You, 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 I want to see God. What do you mean? You think you will come also in a burning bush? Eh? You think there will be a burning bush somewhere burning and say, I am the Lord. Take off your shoes and your jacket. <laughs> come on. The Bible says in this way. Job 33 verse 14. Now let's go. And I want you to hear this one very well, right? Now Job 33 verse 14. Now the Bible says, and I want us to read it louder. And I want you to give me NKJV. No, no, no. Give me, give me, give me. Let me, let me start with NIV. Right. One, two, three, go. Read. Wait, now. Stop there, and now give me NKJV. Hey, hi, yeah, yeah. One, two, three, go, read. Now, King James Version. One, two, three, go, read. Okay, now continue NKJV. Read, verse 14. Mm -hmm. Now, it says God speaks in one way or another. Once, twice, way. In a dream, yet men perceive it what? Not. It says he speaks when men are sleeping on their beds. Oh my goodness. He speaks when men are sleeping. Slumbling on their beds. Go back. Verse 15. In a dream, in a vision of the night. When deep sleep falls upon men. While slumbering on their beds. Verse 16. Then he opens the ears of men. No, no. That go back to verse 15. Go back to verse 15. Then the Bible says. In a dream, in a vision of the night. When deep sleep falls upon men. Or slumbering on their base. 16. Then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. Wait, you didn't understand that. 
Go back to 16. Go back to 16. You will not hear that until I get into NIV. Then we jump into something else. NIV says what? He may speak in their ears and terrify them with warnings. You don't understand that until I give you message translation. Message translation says in this way. God opens their ears and impresses them with warnings. Huh? You do not hear that one until we go into now um, a good news. Good news says, he makes them listen to what he says. And they are frightened at his warnings. Now give me King James Version. I want you to hear it very well. God openeth the ears of men and sealeth their instruction. To seal means what? Now go back to go back to 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 NIV. He must speak in their ears and terrify them with warnings. Verse 17. To turn man from wrongdoing and keep him from pride. To preserve his soul from the pit. His life from perishing by the sword. So see, he does all these things where? Where? Or a man may be chastened on a bed for pain with constant distress in his bones. So that his very being finds food uh, repulsive and his soul loathes the choicest meal. Now, no, that's not much uh, um, uh, the, the, the part I was looking for. Now go back to verse 14. For God does speak now one way, now another. That's when I understand it until we go into King James Version. It says once, twice. Now, it says what? For God speaketh once, yeah, twice. Yet man perceive it not. What does it mean? Now verse 15. How does he speak that? Once or twice. In a dream. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which means, if a person, a person, 30% of a person is spent sleeping, 30% of a person is, is spent what? Sleeping. Sleeping. 